1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Friday, August 4th edition. As we get ready for the weekend, we have a two-game early, 13-game main slate with... I like what we got set up on this slate. Really, really good stuff. There's like five pitchers over 10K. And honestly, you don't have to use them. You can. We'll get into that. But we could have some fun. We got Coors on the slate. Some really good bats to attack to be different. Um... Lots of ways to get into these slates. I like them when they're not, you know, one-sided, where you have to use the top or you have to use the bottom or whatever. Lots to like. We got another pitcher below 5K we're going to play with. Um, I want to throw a shout-out to a couple of you guys. It was it was cool. I always tell you guys, let me know what's going on and everything. It was fun to hear um, you guys are uh, rolling with me on some of these guys, some of these really, really risky gambles. Um, so I appreciate that. It means you guys are kind of understanding the the logic of what we got going here. So that's really cool. That's what this is all about, working together and building some winning lineups. So let's keep at that, and uh, let's do it. 13-game main slate, like I said, too early. Let's talk to the weather, look at the totals, and then break it down. If you're on the early slates, Nationals, Cubs, uh, very, very, very light chances of rain. humid, wind blowing out to right. Total's not out yet, obviously, because of the weather. But expect... A high total, Nationals and Cubs, that should be good. And then Cardinals and Reds, because it starts 25 minutes before lock of the main slate, can't be on the early slate. I still, to this day, cannot understand how DraftKings can't start the slate 25 minutes earlier. I don't understand it, never will, but uh, it's a good one because it's Cardinals, Reds, uh, wind blowing out hard to left center in Great American Small Park. Talk about bats we could have used to, to go against Coors Field. We're not going to though, unless you're playing an all-day slate, which the payouts just suck. But no one plays them, so knock yourself out. You get better odds. Into um, the evening slate. It's a little warm, a little humid in Baltimore. Tigers, uh, Orioles, wind blowing out hard to left in that one. Padres, Pirates, chances of rain here. Be careful. Fifty to sixty percent chances. Um, wind blowing out to left there. Rain early in Cleveland, then it dies off. Looks like we should have a window to play. Wind blowing across the field there. Doesn't look too bad. Wind blowing out hard to left field between the White Sox and the Red Sox. Dodgers-Mets wind blowing out hard to left. We got a lot of wind tonight. That that Dodgers-Mets game, Darvish-DeGrom. Uh, as we go down some more, we got the likes of uh, small chances of rain in Colorado. That's normal for Coors. And that's about it. Normal wind blowing out to center in San Francisco. So mainly a lot of windy environments. One big weather one to keep an eye on when it comes to the rain. They're not good to go. Let's look at your totals. If you're playing the day slate, like I said, Cubs game is not out yet. Um, your the, 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 evening slate. Tigers-Orioles, nine. Padres-Pirates, nine. Yankees-Indians, nine and a half. Brewers-Rays, waiting on the total because the number four prospect in the milwaukee brewers system mr brandon woodruff is making his debut we will be talking about him later that's all i have to say on that one pretty excited about what we are looking at there um as we continue on rodon white Sox, red Sox, nine and a half cardinals reds nine and a half that's the uh that's the early one we will not be able to use. Dodgers, Mets, 7.5. Marlins, Braves, 9.5. Blue Jays, Astros, 9.5. Rangers, Twins, 10.5. Mariners, Royals, 8.5. Phillies, Rockies, 11 and Coors, 11.5. A's, Angels, 9. And then D-backs, Giants, to be determined because Anthony Banda making the spot start his second spot start of the year for the D-backs in that one. Let's get at it. I mentioned your two-game early slate. I do not play two-game slates if you feel like it. You have Rourke versus Hendricks in a windy, windy Chicago and then you got uh, Mike Leake versus Wojciechowski St. Louis, Cincinnati so yeah should be a lot of runs in both these games It just don't play it, don't play it, get ready for the 13 games late. I'm not going to talk about it let's go to the 13, I said you have 5 guys over 10k, you got DeGrom at 12-7 Paxton 12-2 Bumgarner 11-3, Darvish 11, Peacock Okay, I'm going to start you with the Dodgers-Mets game, DeGrom Darvish. If you want to use him, go for it. I really don't feel like using a guy against the Dodgers at the 12-7 price point because at 12-7 you have to get the upper 20s into the 30s to get your value back. The Dodgers do strike out, um, and they do have the lowest, second lowest total on the board. Um, I just don't like fading the Dodgers. I think there's more upside elsewhere. If you want to go there, go for it. You Darvish, same thing. Lefties hit him okay. Only a three hundred average, but as in the past they've had good power against him. The Mets have great power against right-handed pitching. Um, Darvish first game with the Dodgers. Not saying it's going to kill him, but you know there might be some emotions going on. You saw Sonny Gray play well, then they finally got to him late last night. Didn't kill you, but he was also a lot cheaper than Darvish, who again is eleven thousand. If I had to pick Darvish or Degrom, I'd take Darvish but I'm going to go elsewhere. There's guys below I like, and there's a couple guys I'll use up here. Uh, I'm going to say right now, Brad Peacock. As much as I like Brad Peacock, we use him on slates where there's not better options up top or below. He's a guy that averages 13 points on a season. He's averaging like 15 his last 10 games. 14-6, 10-4, 33-4, 19-5 his last four. The only one of those that praise, pays that price point is to 33.4. Toronto does strike out a lot in the hitter's ballpark in Houston. The upside's there with Peacock, but he's been so volatile. I will not pay 10-3 when I have other options that I'd rather gamble with. The two guys I am looking at, my favorite guy on the slate when in the high price point is James Paxton. He's been so so consistent. Even when he gets hit around a bit, he still goes six plus innings. He's getting you six or more Ks. Heck, seven or more in his last four starts. Zero zero one two. That's his earn runs his last four starts. 28 7, 37 4, 27 6, 28 5. All at least justifying the high price tag. He has five. If you count 99 is 26, 7, 7 straight starts of 20 or more. Consistency. That's what I'm looking for on this slate. He's facing a Kansas City team in Kansas City hitter friend, or pitcher friendly pitcher-friendly ballpark. Looking at packs and he's third best on the barrel fifth of the last 20 days. Or 30 days. In the last 30 days, getting barreled zero point zero zero percent of the time that is outstanding he's striking out over 31 percent of the batters he's facing in the last 30 days now the royals only strike out 19 percent of the time versus lefties that's fine uh everything looks good in paxton you know ground ball rate hard contact rate home run fly ball all these things you have to love they have the fourth lowest total on the slate at 4.07 lefties 267 righties 288 i will be rolling with james paxton tonight i know the royals Seem to have heated up uh, about a month or so ago. They've, they've cooled down a little bit. They still have some weapons. No doubt about it. But I prefer the Morgans righties than lefties. I will go James Paxton at 12-2, as I'm hoping Minnie will go to Darvish and Grom, which is fine. Totally fine. Like I said, if you want to go there, go there. i just rather take my gambling elsewhere. And then if you really want to gamble, my high-priced GPP guy, I wanted to take a dart on because I think many still don't think he's right. And if you don't, don't use him. There's other options. But Madison Bumgarner has looked much, much better his last couple starts, especially his last start. Two starts ago against the Pirates, five innings, six hits, one earned 4Ks, only threw 80 pitches, 17.1 points. So he was on his way to a good one. They were up big, no need to to, to stretch the guy out and ruin him when he's still coming back from his injury. Last start out, Sunday Night Baseball in L.A., seven innings, five hits, no earned seven Ks, 26.2. He looked like the Bumgarner of old. Again, if you're worried about it, don't do it. But outside of yesterday's just craziness in Wrigley Field, the Astros, I mean, the Diamondbacks do not hit lefties good. It's proven. Every team has a good game once in a while against something they don't do right when numbers just dictate weird things. It just happens. They blew up Cantana, but there was rain delays. There's a lot of factors that could have just tweaked that. I I, I chalked that one up to just uh, variance. Lefties 225, righty's 281 off Bumgarner. I mentioned Diamondbacks, at Woba of only 294, but they like I said yesterday, they have the power, though, because that 159 ISO, it's, when they're scoring against lefties, it's the long ball, and you saw that. Goalie went deep three times, not all against lefties, obviously, but he went deep. Drury hits lefties, well, he went deep off Quintana. That happens. This is also not Wrigley Field. This is AT&T Park, the best pitching ballpark in all of baseball. The fewest home runs, I believe, are close to in all of baseball. Bumgarner at 11-3, I think, will be the lowest owned. maybe Peacock because he just doesn't fit in this group tonight. There's days when he's five digits where you understand it tonight. I just don't. But um, Bumgarner is a sneaky GPP play if you're paying up. Again, you don't have to pay up for any of these guys, but if I'm going up top, I'm going Paxton, and I'm going Bumgarner, and salute you if you use the rest. You're more than welcome to, but knock on wood, I've been doing decent at fading some of the big arms this week, and it's been paying off. But we'll do that. Now we go down below the five digits. We go in the eight to seven digit or eight to seven thousand dollar range. And one of our boys is pitching tonight, Mr. Jacob Feria, eighty-five hundred bucks at home. Pitcher friendly, um, Tampa Bay against the Milwaukee Brewers, heavy strikeout team. Uh, Feria coming off like fourteen point two point performance at the Yankees. Uh, he's walking too many guys. Five walks. That's a lot for Feria. Prior to that, though, 19 points at Baltimore. Struggled at Oakland, 16-2 at L.A. We know how good he's been. He's averaging 19 points a game on the season. He's only had one single-digit outing. And He's facing a Milwaukee team, as we know, strikes out a ton. They strike out 25.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. The one scary thing is Feria hasn't been doing this until lately. His last 30 days, he's 17th worst on the barrel flip. But he's only getting barreled 2.4% of the time. It's just when he's getting barreled, they seem to make it productive. Um, in the last 30 days, his walks are up to 15.2%, which is scary. And his strikeouts are 18.4%. It's the risk-reward theory. Milwaukee can run into some in a heartbeat. They can also strike out 10 times and make Ferrier look like a G. Just depends on which one shows up. We've seen this. Weaver got it done for us. We've seen them beat the crap out of Seamart this week. You don't know. But lefties are only hitting 251, and righties only 284 off Feria. That's why it shows you his, his barrels aren't high; it's his FIP. So when they hit him, they make it happen because uh, you know FIP is uh, the independent pitching variable. So it's like long balls and stuff like that. Woba of 326, ISO of 190. We know what the Brewers can do. Feria is risky, but he's definitely on my list of options tonight. My top guy in this middle range will be Kevin Gossman at $8,100. Yes, I did not stutter. Kevin Gossman. Yep, Kevin Gossman. He's been looking like the Gossman we hoped he'd be lately. His last three starts, 33.5, 28.7, 27.9. That's at Texas on a very hitter-friendly day. Eight and two-thirds of seven hits, shutout innings, 8Ks. At Tampa Bay, six innings, five hits, no earned, 8Ks. At home against Texas, six innings, four hits, one earned, 8 K's. Three straight starts of eight strikeouts. And the, the big thing in that deal, and it's, you hear it a lot. We've talked about it on around the bases earlier this year. He's found his catcher. The last three starts, Caleb Joseph was behind the dish. Buck Walters he's one of the smarter guys in baseball. He's frustrating, but he's one of the smarter ones. Joseph should be catching him again tonight because this kid has found something with Joseph. So it's worth a good look. Detroit righty heavy lineup. They have a team total of four three five. That's on the lower half. Lefties three twenty four, righty's three fifty two. But the last three games, you, like those numbers don't even line up. So um, I think he's really, really worth the look. They strike out twenty two percent of the time versus righties. Gossman, we've seen eight, uh, three straight games of eight strikeouts. Uh, swinging strike rates up to ten point three percent for Gossman. Hard contact still high, but it's coming down. There's a lot to like with Gossman at 81. We know the Tigers have some potent bats, but, a hey, J.D. Martinez ain't there no more. Um, and it's just it's just one of those plays. A lot of guys still don't like to touch Gossman, so he's usually low-owned, and he's paid off in spades lately. We've, we've used him, and it's been great. So Gossman at 81 will be on the list. If he gets blown up, hey, it happens. But this is a guy that I think has the upside for another huge, huge night with that strikeout potential against the Detroit Tigers. And the last guy in this range, uh, he's he's more of a good a high floor than a, and a lower ceiling, but the upside's there. Yvonne Nova, 7800 bucks at home against the San Diego Padres. Sure, the numbers don't light off the board. At San Diego, 10.5, four runs in five innings, but he struck strike out six. That's a key factor we're looking at. I'm not even going to count the Coors Field start. Those don't count. Home against Milwaukee, 16.9 points, struck out six. At the Cubs, 24.6, struck out six. Um, then he had a couple games with no strikeouts and that's what killed him. But the part that is the best, Ivan Nova is a home pitcher. This has been his deal for a while. He's averaging almost 17 points a game at home. He's not a big strikeout guy. We know that. We just want you to go six, seven, eight innings. Give me five plus strikeouts. He's gotten six in his last three starts outside of Coors. That's a sign in the positive direction. And you're facing the Padres. This is a team we love to fade. We know they have some young bats that run into it once in a while, but they also have young bats that are super inconsistent. Nova strikes out, uh, or the Padres strike out 25.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Nova's K rate's very low. It's been established. In the last 30 days, he's 15th worst on the barrel fit. One of those games was in Colorado where he got blown up, so that takes a lot into it. He's getting barreled almost 6.6% of the time, but his K rate is up to almost 20% the last 30 days. I love that. He doesn't walk many guys. K-rate increase, facing the Padres, give up a run or two, strike out six plus, give me a quality start. I'm a big fan of that. And the Padres have the third lowest total on the board. So after you go the Darvish versus the Mets, DeGrom versus the Dodgers, you got Yvonne Nova versus the Padres at 4.07. That's the same total. So tied for third with James Paxton and the Royals. Lefties hit 355, righties 298. It's kind of a split lineup with the Padres' lefty right. You got Spangenberg, Salarte, um, I think Asuya, the second baseman. They might have one more lefty in there, but that's about it. Three or four lefties for the most part unless they mix things up in the lineup. So Nova at 78 is a very interesting play. Should be low-owned as well. And the K upside, you know me, I'm a big K upside guy, and that pays off for us way more than not because when our guy gives up some runs, those Ks bail us out. So in the middle here, my in this order, Gossman... Faria, and Nova. Let's go down below where we get to have some fun, take some gambles. Uh, honestly, if you don't want to pay up, I have no problem like going Gossman, Faria, Gossman, Nova, uh, Faria, Nova, or one of these three, preferably Gossman or Faria, with one of these three I'm about to mention. So something to think about there. But as we're down here, we kick it off. I mentioned him yesterday. If he was in the rotation, they pushed his start back. Porcello started last night. We got Eduardo Rodriguez starting tonight for the Boston Red Sox. Mr. Inconsistency, three starts back from the DL, 16 his first start, 10-6, 5. 4-4-3, four and four and he's going to put homer in every start, but 5-6-8, and eight. he's got big time strikeout stuff. He's super frustrating, super frustrating, but the upside is tremendous with this guy at this price tag. He's been in the 7s and 8s since he's come back. He's dropped down to 6,900. He's facing the Chicago White Sox, 21.5% K rate versus lefties, Erod that nice, nice twenty six point three percent strikeout rate. Great swinging strike rate. Low hard contact. Just gives up too many fly balls. That's his problem. Ground ball rate of only thirty four point eight percent. It's not good, but uh, the K percentage is tremendous. Low hard contact facing the Chicago White Sox, whose team total is fifth worst on the slate at four one two. Lefties three forty eight, righties three oh nine. Really good reverse splits guy. They like to put a lot of righties out there. No Aviso Garcia anymore. He's on the DL. Fraser's gone. Uh, lots to like about Erod at 69 as a nice punt option. The other punt in the same matchup. Very risky play. But he's last couple starts has shown the stuff we've all wanted to see. Carlos Rodon. This guy is tremendous. He has tremendous talent. He just walks the world and it ruins his starts. Uh, he's walked three or more in each start since he's returned, but he only had three in all, but his last start, he only walked two. But his Ks, his last two games, 9 Ks, 11 Ks against Cleveland and at the Cubs, 26.2, 17 points. Big, big strikeout on him. It's just always about the walks with him. He's 6,100 bucks versus the Red Sox. The Red Sox, we know, do not strike out a lot. K rate of only 16.2% versus lefties. That's not what we're looking for. But Rodon, a 27.2% strikeout rate, a 12.2% swinging strike rate, a very, very low hard contact rate. But the home run to fly ball is horrible, so when they do get it up, it goes. And he walks the world. It's a GPP-only risky, risky play. But we talk about with Boston a lot of the time. And, you know, last night they went off, but that was against Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, They don't light the world on fire. They really don't. They have a high total of 538 lefties 290 righties 346. So, you know, they could set up a righty lineup and beat Rodon into the ground, or they could do what the Red Sox have done like 70% of the time it seems like this year and just let us all down. For GPP at 6100, Rodon has tremendous upside. But my guy, the guy I'm going to down here, mentioned him already, the one and only Brandon Woodruff, 4800 bucks. For the Milwaukee Brewers at the Tampa Bay Rays, you know I already said Faria was the risk reward strikeout power against upside guy. We're just the same, same thing, but for forty one hundred or thirty seven hundred dollars cheaper. The K upside is great. He's pitched in a Triple A in Colorado Springs for them, massive massive hitting environment, and he's still striking out. Um, where was he at right here? 8.7 per nine. He's been tremendous even uh, in last season combined between double A and single. He was striking almost 10 per nine. He's walking three per nine this year. Uh, not bad at all. Not giving up a ton of long balls, which is great when you think about the ballpark he plays in and the PCL as a whole. He's averaging one homer per nine innings, which is really not bad at all. In that altitude he pitches in, it does limit strikeouts because it limits movement. He's still striking out almost nine. Per nine in Colorado Springs. This is really good stuff. You can't look at the ERA, the PCL, and that ballpark. 446 really is actually respectable in that park. Um, he's 70Ks and 72 and two thirds inning this, this year. This kid is their number four ranked prospect. Could he get blown up today? Yes, no doubt about it. You'd be silly if you didn't think he could. He's 4,800 bucks. We played Jared, we played, or not Jared, we played Weaver, Luke Weaver at 4800 bucks, And he was phenomenal against the Brewers. Oh, wait. Very similar to the Rays, right? Very similar. So this this is something I really, really like. Uh, if he gets blown up, tip your cap. The Rays strike out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. I gave you all the numbers. Um, just as a gamble, I love it. I love it, love it. If you don't want to, I get it. The Rays will probably hit three or four homers. You wouldn't be surprised. But they also might strike out eight plus times if they let Woodruff go at least five innings. So the pitch count shouldn't be an issue. He's good to go. This kid's legit. It's just a matter of how quick can he figure it out in the bigs. And he's got a powerful test ahead of him. But I like Woodruff at 48, and I will go to battle with that. All right. So down below, my guys, Woodruff, Erod, Rodon, in that order. Pitching recap: up top, Paxton, Bumgarner; in the middle, Gossman, Faria, Nova; down below, Woodruff, Erod, Rowe, Don. Let's check out the bats because we got some fun ones to play with today. At the catcher's position, I still I just can't pay these prices for some of these catchers. I know Sanchez went deep yesterday. Before that, he looked horrific against Kluber, so he ran into one. That's great. He is facing Bauer, which is much better. But I can't pay 5100 for my catcher. I just can't. It's a GPP play. I get it because not many will. And if you want to do it, I get it. I just, I can't do it. Uh, you got Suzuki. Kurt frickin' Suzuki. He's batting cleanup right now. He's hitting great. He's 5K versus Connelly. Can't do it. I can think about. I won't do it probably, but I'll, I've looked at it last night long and hard. Cameron up at 48 against Kyle Freeland and Coors. That is tempting. Rupp's averaging 10 points his last 10 games. He's had three straight duds, but prior to that was just on fire. 19, 32, 10, 0, then a 22. Tremendous power for a catcher in Coors against Freeland. Freeland has been uh, 24th worst on the barrel fifth the last 10 days, getting barreled 4.3% of the time. Getting barreled in Colorado, not good. That's common sense. So if you want to pay up, I could see paying for Rupp. But at the same time, that'll be the most common high-priced guy that's where you could justify Gary Sanchez for 300 more. But I digress. I'm not paying up that much for catchers. I can't I'm not paying 45 for Vasquez, 44 for Rio Muto. We can think about Gaddis at 42. I can get behind that. The power upside there is tremendous. Um but we'll go down some more. We'll look at the likes of uh if Tyler Flowers faces Conley. I could look at that for 3700, not Suzuki for his price tag of 5k, but Suzuki's been getting a lot of the playing time as well. But lefty's 334, righty's 320 off Conley. I could think about Flowers. The guy I'm starting with, the highest guy I've looked at so far, is Buster Posey. $3,600. bucks. 1st base catcher eligible. Average nine points his last 10. 7, 0, 19, 10, and 10 in his last four ga- or five games. And he's facing a lefty youngster, And Anthony Banda. Posey hits everybody well, but he really hits lefties well. Really, really hits them well. He's been batting cleanup. He's swinging a hot stick. Uh, against Banda at 36. That's a value in my opinion. He was like around 4K, I believe, the last few games. So 3,600 for, for for Posey is a really, really nice price tag. Caleb Joseph is swinging a good bat. There's a really, really good chance he's playing today with Gossman. He's averaging 8.4 his last 10, 16, 5, 14, uh, his last three. It is Verlander. Verlander's a great pitcher. So if you want to avoid it, I get it. But he's swinging a decent bat. He'll be extremely low-owned. We usually like him Below three, though. So we'll go down some more. And we'll look at guys like... uh, Where'd he go? Like, if Tom Murphy cracks the lineup versus Velasquez at 33, it's not bad. If you're fading Paxton, Salvador Perez has always hit lefties extremely well. He's 3,100. I can understand that. One price tag has dipped quite a bit, Brian McCann. He's 3,100. He is slumping a bit. Only 6.3 on average his last 10. I get it. He's slumping. He's facing a pitcher that's not that great in uh, Valdez of Toronto in that ballpark. McCann cracks the lineup at 3,100. He has some very nice upside in that matchup. Uh, As you go down some more, say like a guy like AJ Ellis is catching instead of Real Muto versus Dickey at 3K. Give him a look. Um, If you want to fade Woodruff, which is totally acceptable, totally understand that. Wilson Ramos at 29. He's slumping, but power upside. Bats in the middle of that potent offense. Uh, Tony Walters, Colorado, twenty-nine, left-handed bat. There, so there's some options here for you. Um, if Hector Sanchez starts for San Diego, he's a left-handed bat uh, against Nova at twenty-eight with some power to look at. Manny Pena, we love Faria. He's struggled a bit of late. Like we said, he's 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 on the he's getting barreled up a little more, not a ton. Remember, it's a low barrel, high results. But Pena's got a lot of power. Bats in the middle of an order, catchers in the middle of the order. Are few and far between. So $2,800 for that gives upside to Pena. Definitely does. Your Texas catchers, Nicholas or Torino's versus Cologne are both very, very cheap. Upsides there. Um, other than that, yeah, because Monte de Grandal versus DeGrom at 26 if you want to be contrarian. Kevin Smith against uh, Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez, if you're not using Erod Smith at 25 has some upside in that matchup for the White Sox for a, a punt to play. Uh, Bruce Maxwell at 25 or Scribner is a nice punt option as well. Our boy Cervelli continues to slump. He didn't even start last night They uh, gave Stewart to start. But in his career, he has destroyed left-handed pitching. Uh, Travis Wood making a second start for the Padres. He gets Cervelli at 24. That's probably the top value I'm seeing on the board. I know he's slumping, but tremendous upside in that matchup. So, see what the lineups bring out for catchers. We always get some interesting options there, but Posey's my top guy. And then you can, you can mix and match below, go all the way down to Shirevelli with some nice upside there. Moving on to the first base position, you got Freddie Freeman at 52 against Conley, not bad at all. Breu, 51. Cos 10 at 5K. You start off with Duda at 48 versus Woodruff with that power upside. Uh, you got Smoke, who's just on fire at 48 versus Peacock. I like that. Peacock does get hit around. Smokes averaging 11.7 his last 10 games. His last three, 12, 19, 14. Go deeper, 9, 6, 17, 9, 18. Guy's crushing it. $4,800. bucks do not mind that at all. Uh, one I love. First base, third base eligible. Big Bart's on the mound. Big sexy. Joey Gallo's 4600 Definitely have to look into some Gallo. He went deep last night. He's in play again. If you're fading Bumgarner, Goldschmidt at 45 is a good contrarian play. I don't mind it at all. I'm not going to be focusing on fading Bumgarner. There's so many other, quote-unquote, safer options, but Bumgarner, I mean, Goldschmidt makes for a nice GPP play at 45. Um, There's a guy I love right here. The the Phillies as a whole for tours are cheap. On the slate for the Phillies, not as cheap as we're used to, but for tours they are Tommy Joseph swinging a hot bat. Again, versus Freeland in tours. Joseph's 4400 bucks, average of 9 points his last 10. He had a 3 and a 0 and then 12, 15, 2-5, 18, 23 some of his recent games. So Tommy Joseph at 44 is in play big time in Coors. You got a guy like uh, Cody Bellinger 4300 versus DeGrom. You can see the upside, but then you got Edwin Encarnacion. absolutely love this play. He was so expensive for a while there. I don't know why he hasn't really slumped much. Maybe it's like they're saying the algorithm is all based on, you know, recent performance and stuff. Who knows? But he's facing Jaime Garcia, soft toss and lefty. And Edwin's only 4,200. We know how he just destroys left-handed pitching. So that's a good value with Edwin at 42. Definitely in play. Uh, as you go down some more, like a Yonder Alonzo at 4K versus Scribner's got some upside there. Eric Thames uh, against Faria at 3,800. That's a good value for the power upside. First base outfield eligible. Um, as you go down some more, Chris Davis for 37 versus Verlander. I, I see the power upside there for GPPs. It's about it. Uh, Ryan Healy's swinging it better at 36. You can use Posey at first base also at 36 if you want. I don't mind it. I'd rather him catch and use someone else, but I get it if you're trying to save money at both positions. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, 33 versus Valdez. like that a lot. We know how Gur- uh, Gurriel likes his righties. Only 3,300 with that upside. Nice value play there. If you're not using Gossman, Victor Martinez at 32. Nice upside bat for cheap at the position. And then Hanley Ramirez does hit lefties really well. He's 32 versus Rodon. So some nice value down below here. Really, really nice value. Even a Kendris Morales at 31. Mike Napoli versus Bartolo at 3K. Will Myers at 3K. Valbuena. See, yesterday Valbuena was in the mid-fours. Now he's back down to 3,000 versus Jarrell Cotton. This is something you can think about. I don't remember this as many homer-viable cheap guys at first base in a long time. We've got cheap guys at first base, but not with this home run potential. This makes things even more interesting. I'm not saying run to these guys. I like the guys up top more. But there is upside down here. Valbuena, Myers, Napoli, Morales all can run into one. We know that in a heartbeat. Would not be shocked if at least two or three of those guys run into one tonight. So keep those guys in mind. Um, Tyler White with Houston. Big-time power in the minors. Uh, He's a right-handed bat, so righty-righty matchup. Less than ideal. He's 2,400. There's probably better punts out there tonight, like Cervelli at 24. Um, We'll probably see Chapman cheap again and some other guys, but he's there at 24 if you want to. Second base, Jose Ramirez against Jaime at 53. is not bad at all. Altuve, get him in your lineup if you can. He's 5,200. The guy just continues to crush the baseball. He went deep last night. The, the other stolen base, 25 more points. He's averaging 11.6 his last 10. He's averaging 10.8 on the season. He has an OPS of 1.000. He's just one hell of a ball player. It's unbelievable. He's so fun to watch. 5200 bucks for Altuve. As you go down some more, uh, like Ruby Odor at 49 versus Cologne. It's a high tag for Odor, but it's a great, great play against Cologne. Because guys will be paying for Hernandez and Hugh and Coors. You'll pay for Altuve, which I think is the best option. But Oduer at 49, he'll get overlooked. Definitely will get overlooked. Robbie Cano, if you're staying away from up top, Cano at 43. Outstanding play versus Jason Hamill. Hamill's so up and down, and Cano's been so consistent. 10 points last night, 7.4 his last 10. He's hitting the ball really, really well. And he's still relatively cheap for what you're getting from him. That's the kind of upside stuff you're looking for at 4,300. Brian Dozier. Crushes left-handed pitching. He's facing Perez tonight in Minnesota at 4,200. So the Doge is in play as well. I got Brandon Phillips versus Connolly at 4K if you want to be a little off there. If you're fading Paxton again, Merrifield at 38 has some upside. But I'm, I'm not fading Paxton. If you want to, well, I understand. It's GPP stuff, but not me. Kinsler at 37 is okay. I can understand that play. As you go down somewhere, like Jed Lowry at 35 versus Scribner, nice lower priced option for you. Uh, Solarte versus Nova at 31. Johnny VR, if he's in the lineup at 31 versus Ferrier, both options down below. And as you go a little lower, you got guys like, uh, where were they? Brad Miller at 27. I like that as an upside play there against Woodruff for some value. Uh, That might be about it. Eric Sogard at 25, if you want to really, really punt against Furia. A guy like Sean Rodriguez, he's first base, second base eligible. He's 2,500 bucks. Does hit lefties pretty well facing Conley. He's not a great hitter by any means, but he's an option. And then Brandon Drury, if you just want like a one-off gamble punt or if you're putting a little Arizona together, Drury does hit lefties extremely well in his career. And he's 2,300 versus Bumgarner. I'm not running to do that, but I understand the GPP upside play of it. We talk about GPP upside all the time, and Drury is one of those guys tonight at 2300. There's no doubt about it. Third base, Arenado at 54 against Velasquez. is, Yep, that is your play. Jose Ramirez at 53, Freeman at 52, both okay plays. Eduardo Nunez, keep using him. He does hit lefties really, really, really well. His third base outfield eligible, and he's 5K and on fire. 15 more points last night. He's averaging 16 his last 10. We're talking 15, 21, 24, 7, 33, 8. That's all his games with uh, the Red Sox. Pretty productive. He's batting third in that lineup. So 5K, very solid. Bregman at 48, been playing really, really well. You got Miggy Sano versus Perez at 46. That's outstanding. In that same matchup, Gallo at 46. Two good options there. As uh, so you go down somewhere, Marvin Gonzalez at 45. I like that upside there. Longo at 42 with some really nice upside. Beltrade only 4K versus Bart. We like that quite a bit, actually, for some cheaper options. Uh, but here you go. Here's another Coors guy. We know he doesn't like the world on fire, but the power is tremendous in this bat. Uh, Mikel Franco, 3800 bucks in Coors. That's some nice upside there for you. So give him a look. Uh, let's go down some more. I got like Kyle Seeger at 36. He went ding dong last night against Jason Hamilton tonight at 36. Went <clears throat> to Healy at 36. Uh, Castellanos at 35 is not bad if you're fading Gossman. The, the power upside is there. Uh, this price tag is too cheap. Travis Shaw. I know Furry is good. We love him. Uh, we know it's not the best hitting ballpark, but Travis Shaw at only 3300 is too cheap. Way too cheap it's risky there's better plays safer plays I should say but tremendous at 3,300 as you go down some more third base is usually a landmine except a couple we're used to and they're down here yet again still cheap crazy cheap where are you at there he is Matt Chapman versus Scribner is only 2,300 bucks Tremendous power upside again. It's just, I don't get it. He had five more points last night. He's averaging 6.1. Five points a night from a guy below 2,500. Ain't bad. That's just, it's silly. He's 2,300 bucks, and the zeros will be there, but he gets you more double-digit games than zeros. The guy is a really good hitter. Just no love. And again, Caleb Cowart, yet again, he's averaging 10.1 points a game. He had nine more points last night. A double, a walk, a run scored. He's only 2K. Against Jarrell Cotton. These two guys are just tremendous, tremendous upside plays um, in in the lineup. So if you want punts, I usually hate punting corner infields because there's so much power up top. But these are GPP type plays that can make or break and change things up. So think about it. Shortstop, Lindor at 5K is very solid. Time. Garcia, the switch hit Lindor, I like that a lot. Andrus at 46, definitely in play against Cologne. Uh, Corey Seager at 44 is an interesting GPP option versus Degrom. Didi Gregorius at 42, he just missed one off Kluber last night, swinging a great bat. He's a good play tonight at 42 against Bauer, like that a lot. Uh, as you go down, Trevor Story and Coors at 39 is not bad. I can understand that. Gene Segura at 38 is worth a look. Freddie Galvis at 37 in Coors, I like that quite a bit. Switch hit and Freddie at only 37 versus Freeland, I like that a lot, a lot. See, even some of these Phillies, you can use them as like one-offs just to fill your other lineups, and they're in Coors. So you get that upside already. There's so, like Freddie, Freddie Gamos is over 4K most of the week outside of Coors. I, don't, I just don't get it. Um, Chad Pender at 35 is okay. Same with Simeon at 35. Uh, as you go down some more, guys, it's funny. I, I look over Bogarts every day. He's just so bad. Price is great. He's just so bad. But a guy like, Brandon Crawford, 3K, he hits lefties extremely well. He was batting fifth last night, a Posey Crawford one-two punch. I had that in a lot of lineups. Uh, he got seven points. He was 3K last night. He's hitting pretty well of late, averaging 7.4 his last 10. So it's good upside at 3K against Banda and company. So a nice or low on play. You can go with like a Tim Anderson from the White Sox facing E. Roddy. He hits lefties well at 2,900. Adam Rosales of the D-backs versus Bumgarner. He gets left, he's lefty's okay, but that's Bumgarner, not your average lefty. He's 2,900. As we keep going down the list, I mentioned Sogard earlier at 25. Uh, Ozzie Albies, 22 versus Conley. Could be a nice play. Albies is a second-base shortstop eligible switch hitting. Uh, hasn't got off to the hot start you'd be hoping for, but uh, he's a very nice cheap 2,200 punt option against Conley. So some good upside in that ballpark. Uh, Ozzie Albies could be a sneaky play today, but again, hasn't done much since his call-up. Let's go to the outfield and wrap it up. We got the one and only Andrew McCutcheon at 54 versus Travis Wood. That's a really, really good play. I like that a lot. You got Trout at 53. I'm telling you people, he does not get owned enough. I don't care what ballpark he's in. I don't care who the hell he's facing. He's averaging 11.8 points a game his last 10 and on the season. He had 21 points last night. He had 18, 12. 14, 10, 9. It's almost 10 or more in six straight games. I, I just I keep rostering him because he's, I just don't understand how no one uses him. But I understand if you don't have the money to use him. But as between him, McCutcheon, and Upton, you always use Trout. Always. Even though Upton went deep yesterday, he's playing great. McCutcheon, I think he went deep as well, or at least had an RBI hit. Just an RBI hit. But he's hitting great five homers his last 10 games. They're great plays. But Trout just always too low owned. Always. But, yeah, I love and love Trout. Upton's not a bad play. Blackman against Velasquez at 52 is – that's too cheap. He should be the highest-priced guy. He went deep yesterday, 26 points, averaging 11 on the season. Blackman, outstanding play tonight. Judge and Gardner at 51 are okay. Bradley Zimmer at 5K is okay. I love me some Eduardo Nunez, like I said, at 5K. k like that a lot. Um, Aaron Althair in Coors at 49. He has lefties really well. Now you put him in Coors. I like that quite a bit. You got Ozuna and Stanton, both 49 versus Dickey. Could be some nice uh, GPP contrarian action there. Uh, Nelly Cruz of 48 is not bad. Gerardo Parra at 30, uh, 48 versus Velasquez, of course, very nice. One I like a lot. He should hopefully get overlooked with all the Coors love. Nomar Mazzara. He's been very inconsistent of late, but he's facing Bartolo at 4,700. Definitely like that. Mookie Betts went deep last night, hopefully heating up for the Red Sox. He is 47 versus Rodan, if you're not going that direction. Christian Yell at 47, I like a lot. As much as I like Mazzara, I equally like Sensu Chu at 4,600. He's not the power guy everybody dreams about. He doesn't even have a homer in his last 10. He's averaging 7.5 his last 10. He put up a goose egg in a pinch hit last night. He didn't even start. But his last three starts, 10, 11, and 11. So he's hitting the ball very well. Going up against Bartolo, likely leading off like that quite a bit. Got Cedic at 46. I can definitely get behind that. Mentioned Marlon Gonzalez at 45. I'm not aiming to fade Darvish, but Bruce at 44 has some sneaky GPP appeal. Cargo's up to 44 versus Velasquez. If you're ever going to use them, it's in a matchup like this in Coors. It's just the only times to use them is in Coors against favorable home run matchups. That's all I can say about that. Bellinger at 43 I like... Uh, As you go down some more, a guy like A.J. Pollock versus Bumgarner at 42 is a GPP play. Lorenzo Cain at 41 is a GPP play versus Paxton. Both those guys do hit lefties well. As you go down some more, Brandon Belt does hit lefties okay. He's 41. I'd probably go elsewhere, but I can understand it. Plus, Brandon might not go deep, so you get some bullpen action there so I can see it. As you go down some more, see if... Did he get called up in this or no? Give me one second. Yeah. Hyunsu Kim, not a world beater by any means, but he is on the Phillies now because he came over in that trade from Baltimore. He's only 4K in Colorado, so keep an eye on that. A play I love. He was 39 last night. It was tremendous. He's playing well since his return from his steroid suspension. 17 points last night, leading off versus Wood. Marte hits lefties well. He's only 3,900 bucks. That's a nice value there. Really nice value. If Tapia makes the lineup for Colorado at 39, there's upside there. Uh, but I like that Marte price tag. That's that's very cheap. As you go down some more, like remember Eric Thames at 38. Chris Davis, 38. Always upside with the home run ball there. Uh, Granderson's 38 versus Darvish if you want to hope for a, a one-off. Uh, Derek Fisher, 3800 bucks Like that quite a bit tonight, especially if he's higher up in the order again. That's a good play at 38. Uh, another... Arizona, if you want to make a little Arizona stack, I don't blame you. I wouldn't go crazy with the – I like Bumgarner, but he has shown hittable before that last start. Uh, J.D. Martinez is only $3,800. bucks. is really, really cheap for that power upside. So that's – J.D. makes for a very good GPP play, even if it's not a stack, just a one-off. That's what you're looking for in GPPs. A value – he's used to be – he's usually 4800 bucks. So you're getting a big savings here. That's stuff to look at. And if he goes 0 for you get it. That's the risk you're taking facing bump runner. But we know how bad the Giants' bullpen is. J.D. might get at least one at-bat versus the bullpen, and all it takes is that one at-bat going deep. Just something to think about. Uh, Ryan Braun's only 37. That's got some upside. Matt Joyce likely leading off 3700 bucks for Scribner. Scribner, for those that don't know, it was a career bullpen arm. They sent him down to the minors this year to get become a starter. Pitched okay for Salt Lake in the AAA system. He's coming up to take the spot of Jesse Chavez. So he's not like a world beater, but it'll be interesting to see what he is as a starter compared to a, a reliever. Um, Austin Jackson hits lefties really well. This is one of our $3,600 plays for Cleveland. We do like here if you want some value. Uh, Nick Williams against Freeland. I know it's lefty-lefty, but it's Coors at 3600 That's I don't care about the lefty-lefty. That is way cheap. And Williams had a big night last night, so hopefully he carries that into Coors. Another guy we like, Brandon Geyer versus lefties. Uh, Remember I said it versus Sale. Geyer, he's a lefty specialist. He's 3,500. The Milkman at 35 is not bad. Switch hitting versus Paxton. Corey Spangenberg, 35 versus Nova. Worth the look there. Domingo Santana's always got power upside. He's facing Faria at 35. I wouldn't run to do that one, but he's there. Chris Young. He usually is in the lineup versus lefties like Rodon. He's 3,400. Keep an eye on that one. Ben Revere mentioned him last night. He's leading off for the Angels these days. He's 3,400 tonight. He had 12 more points last night. Another stolen base. has five steals in his last 10 games. He's averaging 8.6 his last 10 Ben Revere has been a sneaky, sneaky nice value play lately, like I was telling you guys last day or two. He's 3400 versus Jarrell Cotton. Definitely worth a GPP look. The Angels are always low owned, always. So definitely worth a look. Uh, as we go down a little farther here, Ben and Tandy, big night last night. He's 33 versus Rodon. I might wait another night for that, but he's there if you need him. Yeah, value with Suspennis versus Darvish at 33 but I don't think I'm running to do that. I'd, I'd rather gamble on Hunter Pence. At 33 versus Banda. Pence hasn't had a great year, but he's averaging seven in his last ten. Two homers in his last ten. Maybe it's a sign of things to come, but 33 versus a lefty like Banda. The upside is definitely there with Hunter Pence. Um, Leonis Martin Martin. If he cracks the lineup versus Hamill at 32 hunters, got some power speed upside for cheap there. We like we like the cheap power speed upside. Um as you go down a little farther, I got like Adam Jones at 31 versus Verlander, Renfro 31 versus Nova, Jock Jams 31 versus DeGrom. These are just power upside guys down below. Not guys I'm running to play, but interesting GPP options. As we get down below 3K, it's always an interesting thing here. We got like uh, nothing so far. This is crazy. Denard spans down to twenty eight hundred. I know it's lefty lefty, but he's a good little ball player. Um, Gorkys Hernandez, he has played well of late. I mentioned that, averaging five point six his last ten. He's twenty seven hundred dollars should be in the lineup versus the lefty banda. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Jim Aducci, the left-handed bat, Detroit. He's been batting second, bat second again last night. Got six more points last night. I mentioned him as a value yesterday. He's a value again today. He's 2600 versus Gossman. Even if you're don't, even if you not using Gossman and you're not stacking against him, a one-off value of a Ducci opens up so much in your lineup. But at the same time, Cervelli at 24 one of the middle infielders cheap, that he can still pay up at the outfield. There's so many ways to build your lineups to make them different and unique. You just got to get lucky and hit the value play. That's all it is. And a Ducci's got power. Just so keep that in mind. Other than that, I'm not seeing a ton down below here. I know there's some guys that I'm thinking of. Their names just aren't popping out. They've, they're have they like, especially with a lot of the lefties on the, the lineups tonight, we'll see some interesting right-handed value plays and whatnot. So we'll keep an eye on those as they come out. So there you have it. Your bats for your 13-game slate. Let's recap the arms. Paxton 1, Bumgarner 2 up top. In the middle, Gossman, Faria, Nova. Down below, Woodruff, Erod, Rodon. Let's take a check at your BVP for the night. Da-da-da. Adam Duvall, that's the day game. Never mind. Why is that there? Okay, never mind. Duvall owns uh, Leak, by the way. 11 for 22 with three doubles and two homers. The whole uh, Reds team owns Leak. Just put that out there for it. Okay, remember how I said Jones is 3,100? He's only hitting 268 off Verlander, 11 for 41. But he's got a double and three homers, so there's upside definitely there at that price tag. Ian Kinsler, 7 for 12 with two doubles and a homer. Career off Gossman. Castellanos has taken a deep as well in a small sample. Uh, Jordy Mercer versus Travis Wood, 6-for-19 with three doubles and two homers. Starting Marte, 9-for-31 with a double, triple, and three homers. McCutcheon, 9-for-34 with a double and three homers. Josh Harrison's been out a lot, but he's even have two doubles, a triple, and a homer. So the Pirates against Travis Wood, like I was saying. Um, small sample, but Jose Perella, 2-for-3 with two doubles off Nova. Margot, 2-for-3 with a homer off Nova. All small samples. Uh the A's versus Bauer, DD Gregorius, three for I mean not the Yankees, three for ten with a homer. Brent Gardner, four for fourteen with two doubles. Headley four for fourteen with a double. Interesting plays there. As you go down. Azruble Cabrera versus Darvish, five for thirteen with two doubles and a homer. Interesting play. Um Freddie Freeman four for nine with a double versus Conley. Tyler Moore against R.A. Dickey, four for six with two homers. That's a sneaky GPP play there. He's super low-priced, first-base outfield. Interesting play if he cracks the lineup. I'm not running to play him at all, but that's that's the kind of GPP plays that can really, if he runs into one, those will bolster you in a heartbeat. Stanton, seven for 23 with two doubles. Uh, as we go down, Beltray. Here's a sample size for you. He's only hitting 270, but he's twenty for seventy-four, with seven doubles and six home runs off Bartolo Colon. Trino's three for six with a homer. Chew's taking him deep as well. As you go down some little farther, Guriel one for one with a homer off Valdez. Uh, Steve Pierce, Pilar, Donaldson, Smoke, Goings all have homers off. Uh, Peacock, Kendris Morales has two. Brandon Moss, three for four, with a triple and a homer. Lifetime off Paxton, way too small of a sample. Robbie Cano, love this one. Batting 361, 13 for 36 with two doubles and two homers off Jason Hamill. Cargo, five for nine, lifetime with two doubles and a homer off Vince Velasquez. There's maybe a little more value to that bat tonight. We shall see. Ben Revere, small sample, but two for two with a homer, lifetime off Jarrell Cotton. God, I love that play. Crone, Pujols, and Escobar have all taken Cotton Deep as well. Jeff Mathis, 3-4 for with a triple and a homer off Mad Bum. Adam Rosales taking him deep twice. Goldie taking him deep twice. Pollock taking him deep twice. They're all hitting below 300, but they've all had a little success. Even Drury and J.D. Martinez each have a home run against Mad Bum. So there's your BVP. One more look at the stackable options. We're looking at, you know, you can... Definitely stack the Rays versus Woodruff. I get it. Um, you look a little farther, you got guys, obviously Colorado and Philadelphia. You attack, attack, attack. Right handed Red Sox backs first Rodon. The lefty range, all the Rangers, all the Rangers against Bartolo, but the lefty's hitting 350. Right handed bats for Minnesota against Perez. Lefty's 272 at righty's 350. I love a Dozier, a Dozier Sano combo. That's always nice. Uh, the Astros versus Valdez is. All, Astros are always in play, but lefties, 307. Righties are 417 versus Valdez. I love, love Altuve. Right-handed bats of the Indians versus Jaime Garcia. 335 for righties versus Garcia. That is a neat neat little play. Edwin's only 4200. The Pirates versus Travis Woods. Lefties, 240, but righties, 364. We mentioned McCutcheon, Marte, Mercer. Even Freese is an option. Bell's a switch hitter, but mainly Marte McCutcheon for me. That's my one-two punch. Um, as you go down like Marlins versus Dickey are always an interesting play Braves versus Conley can be interesting other than that you can mix and match those are the main ones I'm looking at good gambles on the mound good gambles at the plate Lost to like tonight on your 13 game Friday slate remember to check us out thesportsdGens.com at thesportsdjens we have a lot going on right now we have around the bases with Bubba Mo, episode 23 trade deadline recap is out give that a listen follow rate review the works Our boy, Doc. you remember Doc's dogs from last year? Well, we have a collaboration this year with the Saturday Edge. Great website. Check them out, SaturdayEdge.com. Check them out on Twitter, at SaturdayEdge. But check out, they had their first podcast out last night. They're going to be doing college football this year, your weekly picks. But they previewed the ACC and the Big Ten last night. That is out. Give that a look. iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Um, You have Doc also put out the UFC Fight Night preview. It's in Mexico this weekend. That is up for your viewing pleasure. We have NASCAR this weekend. We have EPL week one bets from Squanto. He's also going to be doing DFS for the EPL. Tons and tons going on at thesportsdGens.com at thesportsdjens. Give it a look, guys. Good stuff there. But more importantly, give me a follow-up BDNs so I can help you out with your DFS needs. Let's get it tonight. It's a fun 13-game slate. Good luck. I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB. DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, August 4th edition. I'm out.